0: Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, The Last Rodeo, Chapter 7. It was Lucian's version of High Noon, an old west showdown, one that he intended to win this time. Lucian looked at Outlaw, the rodeo leading, and he tried to challenge a little horse whispering. He tried to channel a little horse whispering. Basically, he needed to convince this hellhound Apollo so that eight seconds wasn't long to have a saddle and cowboy on his back. He tried to put out some positive energy. Even that positive energy was a little dignity, reducing to his cowboy mindset. He was the one in charge. He was the one with the reins, and he would stay on this shit-kicker for the whole time. Lucian took his phone out of his pocket, put it aside for the ride, but it rang before he could do that. The name on the screen practically jumped right out at him. Amelia, just like that, memories came both good and bad. Hell, there was no dignity in being a cowboy with a broken heart either. He debated letting it go to voicemail, but knew that if he didn't answer it, he'd just be thinking about it during the ride. Best not to give the apostle any more advantages than it already had. Amelia, he greeted after he cleared his Please tell me you were up and that I didn't wake you. Her voice had a way of melting away the years, both good and I was up since mentioning the rodeo training would only lead to a conversation about how that was going, Lucian just waited for her to continue. Good. It's early afternoon here in London, and I'm about to head to a business lunch, so I thought I'd take the chance that you'd answer. London, huh? You get around. She made a sound of agreement, and I got a too clear picture of her face and the expression she'd have when making that sound. A slight shrug smile, but there would be plenty of weariness in her eyes. Yes, she did get around running her father's investment business. The responsibility she had inherited when her dad had a stroke. Amelia had been just 25, and she'd stepped out up to the plate, even though it meant leaving Ranger's Creek and him. But Lucian had understood, because he too knew a thing or two about the sacrifices that it took to run a business. Of course, Amelia's sacrifices seemed to take her anywhere, but here, it's been nearly a year since she'd come back, and then it's been And then it's been for sex and dinner in that order. The following morning, she kissed him, told him that nobody was as good in the sack as he was, and left. I heard about what Jerry did and your engagement, Amelia went on a moment later. I'm sorry about Jerry. He always was an ass. Guess that hasn't changed. But an engagement, wow. Again, he got a too clear picture of that expression as well because that wasn't congratulations. She was gushing. She sounded well, down about it, not crushed, though. Carly's wonderful, said I just wanted to tell you that I hope you'll be very happy. So Amelia hadn't picked up on the gossip that the engagement was fake, or maybe she had heard of the suspected pretense and was filling him out. I need to get back in charge of Granger Enterprises. He settled for saying, Oh, was the response for such a little word it conveyed a whole bunch. Amelia got it well, she got the big picture anyway. She probably didn't have a clue about the first print, that while the engagement wasn't real, the kick he felt from that kiss, with Carly shared pain, of course, now the kick was tempted somewhat by the memory that detraction and relationship led to a Sunday morning call from London from a woman he once loved, a woman who crushed him when she left. And I'll think good thoughts for you, Amelia said. She groaned, and he could see the expression, too. She hated this chit-chat tone as much as he did, maybe because she still had feelings for him, or maybe because they both knew it was way too formal, considering she was the only woman he ever said those three little words to you. I need you. the time he said it, Amelia seemed disappointed that it wasn't I love you, but love was easy. He loved lots of people in different ways and for various reasons, but since he'd been 18, he only needed one person, her. She likely known that as well, but it hadn't stopped her from pushing his need aside and putting her family's business first. Of course, Amelia might see that he'd done the same thing by staying behind to work a gazillion hours a year. I will think good thoughts, she meant it and her new, and he knew this time it wasn't looking. Gotta go. My car is here. I'll be in touch. And just like that she was gone. The so staying in touch wasn't just blowing smoke, either she would. Amelia would call, text, and occasionally show up to remind him that needing someone came with a damn high price tag, even when he didn't need them anymore. I'm ready, boss. Start timing, yeah. Skeeter called out to him and well, lucian stopped back to where they should be as usual the ranch hand was on the coral fence looking pretty chipper considering it was 7 a.m on a sunday morning also considering that skeeter like nearly everyone else in town spent most of the night being drink before drinking and eating at the engagement party that party was the reason lucian was out so early to practice for the rodeo well carly was the actual reason the reason that, that conversation with-, with amelia had been even more uncomfortable than usual he kissed Carly in what should have been all for show, and now his dick thought sex was going to happen. That's why he'd gotten up too early and come out to the barn so that he wouldn't be tempted to go into the room, which was only six steps from his. Five if he lengthened in the stride a bit more, and he knew this because he tested that out before forcing himself out the front door into the barn, where he would now face a difficult obstacle. At least if Outlaw managed to throw him again, it might injure him enough to cool down any sexual orders that he had for his pretend fiancé. Lucian put his phone aside and climbed into the saddle, taking a moment to settle both Outlaw and himself. The horse definitely required steadying less than Lucian. Many folks thought the horse bucked because it was in pain, and the spurs were scared but hooped. But nope, that wasn't true. Outlaw, like other rodeo broncs, had just been trained to buck some horses to took to a better than others. how it had taken to a very very well. At Lucian's nod, Skeeter leaned over, threw open in the gate, and out I bolted out and immediately tried to get Lucian on the ground. Lucian cooperated with that, too, but it wasn't something he planned. It was because the moment Outland did the first buck, that was when Lucian spotted Carly. She was at the corral fence and she was smiling. And the next thing Lucian knew, he was in the air. Thankfully, this time his shoulder didn't hit, but the landing on his balls would definitely keep sex off his mind for an hour or two. Boss fan, that was only two seconds. Skeeter crawled out, went straight back into the gate, and Skeeter shouted, You're gonna need to stay on a bit longer than that. Lucian was so rowed at himself for allowing the Carly distraction that he didn't even want to smother Skeeter. That an unnecessary com- commentary, however, a ball busting apparently was enough of a cool down, because he got those notions of sex again, when Carly came into the car he put out her hand to help him up. And of course, those sex notions. We're right hiding somewhat because Carly was wearing a dress. wasn't particularly short, but since he was on the ground looking up at her, he saw probably more than he should have. No dislocated shoulder this time, she remarked. That's an improvement? Yeah, for pain levels, as put, a lot of people We're going to be laughing at him. If he only managed two seconds, maybe he could start wearing blinders so he wouldn't get a glimpse of Carly. You're up early on your day off, he said, trying to make the conversation sound as normal as... A strange slash sexual church conversation could could sound. She nodded. It's my father's birthday, and I want to go to the cemetery to put some flowers on his grave. It's sort of an annual pilgrimage for me. Well, hell, that gave him a good cooling off. Are you okay? Sure. The answer so fast that it made him seem as if there was no sure to it. Of course, it wouldn't be. Their Carly's mom had run out on him. Her father had started drinking too much, and it killed him. That had set Carly on a hard path that Lucian understood of having to raise her younger siblings. At least he had a part-time mom around, but Carly hadn't had anyone. Your dad died when you were 18, he asked. She nodded again. It was a fashion Almost. I was just a few months shy of my birthday. A long time ago, she added. He was betting it didn't feel that long to her. Lucian wasn't good at picking up on feelings, but he sensed something there, just beneath the surface. Or maybe he was just picking up on his own crappy baggage that went with his equally crappy childhood. Besides, when it came to less than stellar childhoods, Carly had him beat. Hands down. We didn't get a chance to talk after the party last night, He added as they walked back to the guest house. That had been intentional on his part and had been his way of avoiding the temptation of continuing that. That was from me, Kiss, that he started in the quarrel at the party. Talk about stupid. First thing Lucian smelled when they got inside was the coffee. Carly had a pot of it already brewed and there were some muffins on a plate on the counter. Apparently her efficiency didn't just apply to work. They're blueberry. I went to the diner. When I heard you in the shower, she explained. He hadn't heard her. In fact, Lucian had thought she had still been asleep when he got out to the barn. She had said something odd last night. She went on pouring them both cups of coffee. She sat at the table with Lucian. He told you to get my lawyer. He told you to get my lawyers to back off from trying to block the deal Jerry put together. Lucian finished for her. He talked to me, too. And it had fallen under the definition of a confusing conversation. He wouldn't tell me who this so-called ally is that wants to bring Jerry down. He didn't tell me either, she paused the printer from When I pressed him, he said he couldn't betray a confidence. I trust John, but this secrecy doesn't sell well with me. Me either. I'm guessing you didn't find anything on Jerry's computer about this proposed sale. took head. his computer is password protected and he hasn't left any notes on his desk or in the trash can lucian had the same reaction he always did when carly talked about stupid on jerry threw up a little in his mouth he hated that carly had to resort to such things hated even more that the situation existed that needed such resorting now he hoped he didn't come to hate the decision he was about to make I'm going to have my lawyers back off, but only a little, before I give up completely. I want to find out the specifics of the deal. Delbert only knew it was about a fourth of the holdings in a hundred acres of land on the back part of the property. I want to make sure it doesn't include something else. So there, he laid out his game plan for it. In the meantime, he would continue to work on his own business deal. Carly would work on hers, and he would continue to pretend that this less wasn't a problem between them. At least Carly wasn't bringing it up. About that kiss last night, she said he doubted that she had developed sudden mind-reading skills and hoped that there had been something lustful in his expression to give him away. That was not for me. Lucian debated which way to go on this. He could blow it off and say it was just him getting caught up in the moment, but he wasn't getting caught up in the moment kind of guy, so he went with the truth, something he was certain he was going to regret as much as that was for me. Get out of there, Grace. There are six steps between our bedrooms," he told her, and it tastes like coffee and strawberries, even when you haven't had either of those things. All right, so that was a twister tip. At the truth, and yeah, Lucia regretted it. She studied him as if trying to figure out how to respond to that. Good luck with it, because he cheers out screwed up. Here, monkey, monkey. There are five steps between the bedrooms if you go for a long strike, Curly corrected. Four if you bunny hop. Her mouth quivered a little, threatening to smile. A quivering smile made him want to kiss her. Of course, she breathed. her breathing was doing the same thing. Trust me, i thought about this, Curly went out. Last night it took a lot of willpower not to shuck off my clothes and go climb but, ha, between the sheets with you. Instant erection. His fastest ever, and that in Atacuda in his teenage years. That probably would have been more like three steps. She had it with a chuckle. Nope, less than that, because if he'd seen her naked, he would have gotten to her even faster. And he'd just gotten this hard on. She kept staring at him. Thankfully, we're both sensible people, so I took a shower instead. There was nothing sensible about him at the moment. Lucian was certain he would have carried that insensibility straight to the bedroom or the table, since it was closer. But the knock at the door gave him some forced willpower. temporary. Temporarily. Willpower, because he was hoping Carly could get rid of their early morning vision. There, Lucian couldn't do it himself, because he wasn't sure he could walk yet. Carly right after, she gave him this conversation is an overlook. At least he hoped that's what her look was all about. That soon became a moot point, since Jerry was there, Richard. I figure y'all were up. Jerry didn't figure I'd be interrupting anything either. Jerry was so wrong about that, but it wasn't <laughs> a point that Lucian cared to stand up and prove. What do you want? Lucian snarled. That was the one good thing about the small living space. He could stay seated and still manage to get his growl noticed. (laughs) It's business, Jerry declared, and he did indeed have a laptop tucked under his arm. It's, It's too early for that. Carly and I were having breakfast. This won't take long. His father stepped in, and he didn't come in alone either. He had a woman with him. Not Candy, but it was someone Lucian knew. Darlene Sullivan, the mayor's daughter. Even though Lucian was still trying to sway the mayor and city his favor, it was hard to look even a little polite with the interruption. Curly, however, was right on form. Would either of you like some coffee? Curly asked. Yes. No, thanks. Like I said, it's business. Jerry wasn't going for polite either when he looked at Lucian, but as usual, his expression softened when he turned to Curly. I've got some news that I think will please you. I've hired Darlene as your replacement. There's a flash of surprise in Curly's eyes. Maybe some slight disappointment, too. She hadn't. Wanted to continue working for Jerry, but she likely reasoned that by being around him day in, day out, she would have been able to keep an eye on him. That's wonderful, Carly said. She sounded genuine about that. Maybe because she knew this meant she could get on with her own business plans. But what about your job at the library, she asked Darlene. Did you quit? The woman nodded. I was just volunteering there. Mr. Granger offered me this. My dad said he thought it was a good idea. What wasn't good was that Darlene was in her 20s and her father was still calling the shots. Still, Darlene was engaged to a guy in the Air Force once he returned from his deployment and got out of the service, they'd be getting married, which meant Darlene probably wouldn't be working for Jerry for very long. So you're not mad, Darlene asked Carly. I don't want you to be mad. Lucian did know Darlene very well, but she was the mayor's youngest daughter and only in her early 20s. From what he's seen, she wasn't big on social skills. Not on office skills either, which meant this was some kind of deal worked out between Jerry and the mayor. A deal that would continue to sway the city council in Jerry's favor. That wouldn't matter, though, if Lucian could sway the Historical Society and Garden Guild. Jerry would do anything to prevent that, though. And hiring Darlene was probably part of his plan. Plus, Jerry had to to be wary about Carly since her loyalties were to Lucian, her fiancé. The very fiancé. She'd just given a hard on. Of course I'm not angry, Carly shared the woman. Told you she wouldn't be. Jerry handed Darlene the laptop and gave his enormous belt and the waist of his pants in a judgment. My best, my, but Miss Regina is, Darlene muttered under the breath. All that masking tape's not about you, darling. Jerry piped in. He spurred Lucian a glance just to let him know that he was now the recipient of his father's conversation. Your mother's decided to divide up the house into everyone's shares. She's using masking tape to mark off areas in every room, and she's writing names on who owns every particular mark-off spot. Hill in a big-ass handbasket. What cause that? Candy and Regina got into it about who hadn't changed a role on the toilet paper holder, and that's when Regina got out the yardstick and tape. She's mad as a hornet and doesn't want Candy and me in her space. Here is my FYI. You need to take a leak in the powder room off the foyer. Then you'll have to stand in the corner and aim because Regina's marked off that area by the jobs as belonging to Dylan and her. Lucian's first and was to intervene and release Rose's eyes at his mom's childish behavior. This was one of the exact reasons he was now staying in the guest house. This was obviously some kind of power play on his mom's part. Something designed to remind Jerry that the place wasn't all his and he'd get that reminder with every step he took. Jerry stared at him several moments, maybe waiting for Lucian to say he would fix it, but he soon figured out that his firstborn son was off, the, off fixing duty for a while. Anyway, Jerry finally continued after turned to his attention to my mother. I know it's Sunday and all, but I was hoping you could start training Darlene today. I'd like her to go on a business trip with me tomorrow, and she needs to be up to speed. Maybe you could show her how you create those gingers and such. Lucian had to force himself to drink some coffee rather than ask about that trip press why it was so important that Jerry take an assistant. Lucian hoped to hell that this wasn't a sex trip because Darlene was young enough to be Jerry's granddaughter. Carly's going out to the cemetery today. Lucian said to let Jerry know that she had plans, one that didn't involve something that would almost certainly take more than a couple of hours. Carly nodded took the laptop from her. But I can go through some things with Darlene while you grab your shower. and we can go to the cemetery together as planned. That hadn't been the plan at all, which meant Carly was up to something good. Lucian hoped it was something that would make Jerry's trip a permanent exit from the ranch. At least his exit from the guest house was a speedy one. Lucian got up from the table so he could pour himself another cup of coffee. We're heading off to that shower. He was supposed to be taking. This is one of the laptop's Jerry keeps on his desk, Carly remarked, placing the computer on the table and opening. I hope he gave you the password. He did. Carly's gaze darted from Carly to Lucian, but Mr. Granger said for me to make sure no one else got it. Of course, I'll look away while you put it in. Carly did indeed look away. Lucian didn't. And he saw the woman type in three, five, two, one. He mentioned it till he repeated it. thirdest coffee. and generally tried to look as if he were spying. Okay, here's an agenda for a meeting that Mr. Granger had last week, Darlene said pulled up. before. I was looking for examples of what's included on them and such. Is that what I should be doing? Yes, the idea is to give your boss everything he'll need to make a meeting go smoothly. So you start with the details of what Jerry was to accomplish. Kelly took over the keyboard and began to scroll through the files. Here you go. Here are Jerry's notes for the meeting. It's in San Antonio with a company named Malacor. Kelly's Kelly said, I'm not familiar with them. Neither was Lucian, and that was a red flag, of course. There was plenty of those whenever it came to his father, but Lucian especially didn't like Jerry. dealing with a company that might not even be reputable. Mr. Granger said that Malachor was headquartered in another state, Darlene offered. Carly made a sound of agreement and kept reading. Lucian wanted to lean in, too, and have a look, but he didn't want to spook Darlene enough to have her take the laptop from him. She was still giving him those very glances. Did Jerry do a background check on Malachor? Kelly asked, judging from the blank stare, darling David. She didn't have a clue. Okay. Carly went on after clicking some buttons. You need to involve legal then and the CFO, Delport Del Sweeney. Oh, you Jerry said not to copy them on the agenda. That was past the red flag stage, so Carly didn't show any signs of that. She just kept on typing. You know... You know, maybe I should ask Mr. Granger before we go any further on this. Darlene said when she took a lap. I'm sorry, but he said he didn't want anyone other than him and me in the files. Of course he didn't, because he was about to pull something shady. Oh, all right, Carly said back. Then maybe you need to try to figure out how to do the agenda on your own then. Just be careful, because if you make a mistake, it could end up costing your boss a fortune. That wouldn't be a good way to start your work week. Most of the collar bounds from Darlene's already face and he could see the debate going on in her eyes, a debate that didn't end well for Carly and him. I'll be going now, Darlene said into the door. If I have questions, I'll call you. Hell. Hell, I was hoping you'd get a look at that file for that meeting. Lucian grumbled once. Darlene was out the other. I will. Carleen heard him to the counter. That's where she kept her laptop "Turn. turned. I copied the files and sent them to me. Damn. Lucian had known she was good. This was a couple steps beyond that. Of course, it was impossible that Jerry hadn't put anything in those files that let them know what was going on, but he had. Lucian gathered that from the amendment. Carly opened the Malacor file because she made a sound s- s- soft sound of surprise, not a rah-rah happy birthday out This was more of an oh crap. We need to find out everything we can about Malakor, Christian, because Jerry's about to sell them 1% of all the family holdings. 1% didn't sound like much, but it was huge because it added yet another player into what could turn into a big little bell. Hell, who's Jerry trying to pull? End of chapter 7.